ise o ti bi kan muni iya o ti bi kan jeyan bo ba rinrin ose bo boju ise wolu igbakugba ni won fi bo mi fun emu isansa oyo egun isansa ki kawo be irukere ki yan falodi oge duro kimi iru aso oton ninu asa ipe npeju oni eni ni agbalagba irungbon ose olo According to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and Yoruba elders worldwide before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So for the first proverb in this episode, I have Ipe Mpejuo Nye Nini. The eyelashes do not make deal. A venerable old beard does not behave like a young maiden. The eyelashes do not make deal. A venerable old beard does not behave like a young maiden. So in other words, some habits are fitting for one station while others are not fitting. So the description of the eyelashes and how they do not make dew is compared to some types of leaves. Um, early in the morning, you go to those leaves, either on top of them or underneath the leaves, you see dew formed overnight. So that is the nature of leaves, to make dew given the right climatic and weather conditions. The eyelashes, when you sleep overnight and you wake up, you don't find dew either on your eyelashes or underneath your eyelashes. No, that would be abnormal. So now comparing something that happens in nature to something that happens among human beings, an old man with an old beard does not go around parading himself like a young maiden is not physically capable of doing that is not even anatomically capable of doing that so some habits are fitting for one station for one's position in life or for one's phase in life and so on while other habits are just not fitting so this proverb compares two habits or two things that do not go hand in hand some other proverbs would compare one thing that go together then the second half of the proverb will compare something, two things that do not go together. But for this one, two, the two parts of the proverbs compare two things that do not go together. The eyelashes do not make deal. A venerable old beard does not behave like a young maiden. So the next proverb says, The likeness of a particular type of cloth 
is not lacking among those in fashion. The likeness of a particular type of cloth is not lacking among those in fashion. So this proverb is basically saying nobody has a monopoly of certain qualities. Because when we look at fashion or high fashion as the case may be, regardless of how unique someone's sense of style is, there is someone somewhere that can pull off that particular look or that can afford that particular expensive style of clothing or outfit or so on. So no one has a monopoly of certain qualities, whether your habits are expensive habits, you are not the only person that can pull off those expensive habits. Some people wear one outfit for, per day. So in a year, they have 365 different outfits. There is someone else in another part of the world or even in the same part of the world that can also wear 365 different outfits in an entire year. Iruasho kutoni noasha. The likeness of a particular type of clothes is not lacking among those in fashion. And this is not limited to clothing or fashion or high fashion um, in terms of skill sets. If you are the best person in your field and you feel like nobody is like you, there is someone somewhere. He or she may not go to the Ivy League school you went to, but that doesn't mean they don't have that particular type of skill. They're just waiting to be discovered. Good example is in sports, um, the footballers and basketballers are, are the highest awarded players. They are not necessarily the only person who can do that. They are, the, they are simply the ones who were discovered and who are in the limelight. The likeness of a particular type of clothes is not lacking among those in fashion. So the next proverb says irukere ki nyofalodi oge duro kimi the horsetail whisk does not shun ifa high fashion maiden pause a while and say hello to me irukere ki nyofalodi oge duro kimi the horsetail whisk does not shun ifa high fashion maiden pause for a little bit and say hello to me. So this proverb is one that is quite deep and insightful, and it combines so many elements of Yoruba culture. So the first part that talks about the irukere, which is the hostel whisk, um, it's commonly associated with kings and royalty. Because first of all, the horse is a very expensive animal. Even farmers don't necessarily rear horses. The highest, most expensive animal a Yoruba farmer would have is maybe a cow. So to have a horse farm, that means you are a rich person. And then, it's, of course, it's only rich people that can buy the horses from you, warriors and kings, most especially. So now you have a horse as an expensive animal. Then the tail of the horse is now used as a symbol of wealth, a symbol of royal power. 
even wealthy people don't go around brandishing the hostile whisk. Like I said, it's limited to the palace. It's only kings and some high chiefs that can handle or hold the hostile whisk simply because it's an expensive part of an expensive animal. So now that is the first part of the proverb describing the hostile whisk. It's now saying irukereki nyofalodi. The hostile whisk does not shun Ifa. So Ifa is a major traditional religion in Yoruba land and not even limited to Yoruba land. In most parts of West Africa, you find Ifa practitioners. And of course, in South America, Brazil, Cuba, some parts of Venezuela, and so on. So we see this relationship saying the royal, um, the king, basically, does not shun Ifa's directives, Ifa's advices. In actual fact, kings seek guidance from the Ifa priest at all times. During peacetime, during wartime, you see the king consulting the Ifa priest if there is a problem in the kingdom, maybe even economic problems, they consult Ifa priests. If it's in terms of religion or in terms of war with another tribe, like I said, during peacetime, during wartime, even for the king's own personal issues within his own palace, he would consult the Ifa priest, much less things that have to do with his kingdom and his people. So if the king, as highly placed as he is, does not shun the Ifa priest, and similar to most cultures, the priests are not exactly popular. They are not exactly advertised on like other sects within the society. Um, they just go about telling the people what they hear from the oracles and so on. So if the king can pay so much attention to a particular sect of society that, on, that don't even like attention. So now you see this high fashion maiden. And the high fashion maidens, again, in every culture, they are usually associated with being arrogant or they don't want to be seen talking to just common people. They want to be associated with warriors and people from royal lineages and so on. So the person in this proverb, the subject of this proverb, is saying, basically comparing the fact that the king goes after the priests to seek their advice and the priests don't necessarily want attention. Now, the eye fashion maiden who craves everybody's attention, everybody look at me, I'm a high fashion maiden, I have this expensive taste. So this commoner is saying that this eye fashion maiden, please pause and say hello to me. You don't even have to say anything else. Pause and just, you know, interact with me. Even behave, pretend as if you notice me passing simply because our king does not shun the Ifa priests who don't even need or crave attention. So in other words, we shouldn't neglect to say hello to other people. That is the meaning I can come, come up with for this particular proverb because, again, it's a deeply insightful proverb. It can be interpreted in so many different ways. The most basic interpretation, at least, that I can come up with is those two, 
the Irukere goes a long way. The hostel ways has so many layered meanings, which is common in Yoruba proverbs. One word can be an entire book. One word in one proverb, one line proverb. So the Irukere in that place can be used to represent royalty or warriors. Or it can simply be used to represent wealth. Irukere ki Ifa priests, they come to you, they simply tell you what the Iroko says. The king doesn't even have to listen to the Ifa priest message. But in this case, he chooses to seek the Ifa priest for guidance and direction. So how much more the high fashion maiden, who is not even... The high fashion maiden is just craving attention, not that they have something to offer anybody. If anything, they are particularly selective about who they talk to. But then the subject of this proverb is saying, I fashion maiden, please pause. Just You don't even have to break your stride. Just look in my direction and say hello to me and continue where you were, go- <laughs> where you were going. So, Irukere, ki nyofalo di, oge, duro, kimi. The hostel whisk does not shun ifa. High fashion maiden, pause for a little bit and say hello to me. So the next proverb says, Isansa uyoegun, Isansa ki kawobe. The fugitive does not stop to pull a thorn from his feet. The fugitive does not stop to clear dinner dishes. Isansa uyoegun, Isansa ki kawobe. The fugitive does not stop to pull a thorn from his feet. The fugitive does not stop to clear dinner dishes. So in other words, someone who has committed a crime, someone running from the law, would not wait around to be caught by doing, you know, menial things. The first part of the proverb is comparing something that is causing obvious discomfort to this fugitive. So if the fugitive would not stop to pull a thorn from his own feet while running barefoot and running through the bushes and so on, avoiding main roads so that he will not be caught. And then there's a thorn in his feet. The fugitive will not stop to pull thorn from his feet. So if the fugitive now comes across a hut or a house in a remote part of town, and then the fugitive breaks in and then eats because he's been on the run for days and weeks and he's hungry and tired and just dehydrated. And then the fugitive breaks into a house to eat dinner. So if the fugitive won't stop to pull a thorn from his feet, how will the fugitive now clear dinner dishes in a house he has broken into to steal food from the kitchen of that house? No. He's just not going to do that. So in other words, a person who has committed a crime wouldn't wait around to be caught. And to extrapolate this to other behaviors, someone who has done something wrong wouldn't necessarily do things that would further expose him or himself or herself. On the other hand, they would probably double down, cover one lie with another lie, 
and so on and so forth. Isansa oyoegun. Isansa ki kawobe. The fugitive does not stop to pull a thorn from his feet. The fugitive does not stop to clear dinner dishes. So the last proverb in this episode says, one does not become destitute on a particular date and time. One does not begin suffering on a particular date and time. If one walks like a wretch into a town, it is with a miserable calabash that the people in that town will offer one water to drink. One does not become a destitute on a particular date and time. One does not begin suffering on a particular date and time. If one walks like a wretched person into a town, it is with a miserable calabash that the people in that town will offer one water to drink. So this one is a particularly deeply insightful proverb once again, comparing different things, different human situations, and then using the final part of the proverb as a cautionary warning. So in other words, a destitute didn't become destitute on one particular date and time. Someone suffering didn't begin suffering overnight. So if you walk like a wretched person into a town, then you will be presented with a miserable calabash with water to drink. Basically saying people will treat us the way we present ourselves. So regardless of our situations in life, looking closely, that situation didn't begin overnight, meaning there is so many different opportunities to take stock, to be self-aware, to be self-conscious. Granted, certain things are beyond our capabilities. Certain things are even based, ordained by faith, as the saying goes. However, there are still ways to present yourself while going through certain things that would still make people treat you with some level of decency. It may not be as to the level you expect, all things being equal, but at least the fact that you didn't begin suffering overnight, there has to be certain things that you can still do in certain ways to allow people treat you with certain levels of decency. One does not become destitute on a particular date and time. One does not begin suffering on a particular date and time. If one walks like a wretched person into a town, it is with a miserable calabash that the people in that town will offer one water to drink. 
So that's all I have for this episode 55 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening.